Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. everyone and welcome to another episode of break it down with alex mccarthy and the man in the know kenny mcintosh uh keep posted with him by the way will be news for inside the ropes and events coming up and speaking of events coming up we're going to talk about everything that's happened in wrestling in the past couple of weeks because boy that news cycle doesn't stop and of course there's some big shows coming up as well for myself and kenny to get into kenny how are you man I'm good. I'm good. Busy. Uh, I'm going holiday next week, so I'm trying to like record a bunch of stuff before I go, so I don't have to podcast the whole time I'm away. Um, sit on into the new house. Yeah, I was going to say, man, buy new houses, go on holiday. Jesus, lend me a fiver. <laughs> I mean, it's just lucky that we were able to make a bit of money in our first house. So. Yeah, there you go. I know. Well, where are you going on holiday? But then you de- you decided to have children, and that I did. <laughs> and that therein lies your decision. Did so, I decide? <laughs> well, it's, it's either poor planning or a decision. Yeah. So one of the two. It all, 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 you know, all ends the same way. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, I mean, yeah. To be fair, for me, I've had a. I've been going back and forth to the hospital, Kenny. My uh, my gran, ninety one. They thought she had a broken ankle, right? Um, turns out it's not broken, but she's you know she her foot looks. Like mankind fell off the cell. It's terrible stuff. Um, so yeah, that's been taking up my time, but she'll be all right. The trooper, uh, 
the last Irish soul in the McCarthy clan, pure purely anyway. Uh, I like to claim I am Kenny, but not really. Um, <laughs> and other than that, we've also always... I've been staying at work, man. Uh, a couple of interviews that we've got in the can. First of which today, which we will get at the end of the show, is Sammy Zayn. Uh, you know, of course, him and Kevin Owens are now set for Roman and Solo Sokoa in Saudi Arabia. The wider point there being that Saudi Arabia, you know, now allowing Syrians into their country and Sami has decided he's going to go. So that's a whole nother layer to this. But that's the first Saudi Arabian show you're going to have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn on. And, you know, has Kevin done any of them? I think he did. He did the first one? I think he did the Greatest Royal Rumble. I think he did that. And then I think that was when it became clear that Sami was not going to be able to do the next ones. So he, he didn't do any after that. That's yeah, my solidarity for you, right there. Um, I would do the same for you. I, I'm glad to know that. I'm glad to know that. Uh, but I mean, saying that, I do think I'm going to end up going to Saudi Arabia at some point this year. Probably not. But you're this... not going to do the same for me. But that's fine. <laughs> okay. no I'd be there, mate. We've... I'd be there. You know, <laughs> I'm sure Saudi Arabia would be right up your alley. I mean, just, just let's move on. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. We're going to get to Sammy later on in the show, but let's talk about current events and current affairs, Kenny, because mm-hmm. let me just set the table for you real <laughs> quick here. Uh, it started with CM Punk is going to be on AEW's new show, Collision. Then Collision this week was announced, right? It's going to be debuting uh, in, uh, is, is it July, June? I should know this really as a journalist. June 17th. There you go. Good job Kenny's here and on it. And... Basically, there was material made for Punk to be a part of the announcement, which just the day before, according to Fightful, was then withdrawn. Um, There seems to be a sticking point now over whether A Steel, uh, the serial biter, will also return with CM Punk or not. Have you heard the latest, though? Because the latest that happened, like, we should say, we've been trying to record this podcast all day, and we both (laughs) each had things on. But, like, an hour ago... Nick Houseman broke the exclusive that Ace Steel was rehired months ago by AEW. And he has been working remotely. Um, and he was told he was going to be working creatively with Tony Khan somehow. Um, and everybody thought he was going to be returning to uh, for the collision shows with Punk and kind of being there. Now he's told he's not able to be, which maybe there's like a legal thing that that's the case. So Ace Steel has been rehired for months. So this gets stranger and stranger. It really does. Uh, I'm really not sure. Again, we it's so difficult because we don't actually know what happened that fateful night. At, at, uh, you know, what was it? Brawl out. Um, and because of that, it makes it very difficult to say, well, hang on a minute. I thought Ace Steel bit a man. And yeah, he still has a job. And we thought Kenny Omega was the dog saviour. We don't really know anything that's happened. Um, anyway, CM Punk, for some reason, uh, decided that Brian Alvarez was going to get it yesterday (laughs) (laughs) on his Instagram story, uh, proceeded to basically say he's had enough of Brian Alvarez, just making up rubbish about him. Brian Alvarez seemed very surprised about this. Uh, I think if you are a wrestling observer forum goer back in the day, the context here is that, and I think it was a, you know, kind of like a gimmick thing at one point that Brian Alvarez had a problem with CM Punk dating Maria at the time. Um, was it Maria? Yeah, Maria. Maria. Maria yeah. So Maria, who, yeah, Maria Canellas these days. But um, anyway, 
that was the thing. And then some people thought it got a bit weirder and weirder, though, because then he started putting a lot of punk slander in his newsletters, uh, which could be seen as, you know, he had a a grudge for what punk was doing. Um, <laughs> and then it's, it's festered for all these years. And here we are now, CM Punk biting back. Of course, Brian Alvarez and Ma- Dave Meltzer at the kind of heart of the punk problems, isn't he, Kenny, really, with that we're getting out after All Out and all of that good stuff. So... It's been simmering, mm-hmm. but I think, as I think... it stands, we don't know if CM Punk's going to be there in the United Centre. I mean, I think he will, but it's kind of in the balance, no? I mean, I think I, it, what it looks like to me, and I think a lot of other people have said this, I'm not claiming this as some sort of like brave exclusive, but like I think obviously Tony Khan's announcement last night was going to be CM Punk. That yes. is what it was going to be. Because all of a sudden for his, for his announcement to be, well, we, we said Collision earlier today, here are all the dates for Collision the first eight weeks apart from the first one and we'll give you the the location of the first week next week says that crunch talks are going to happen this week and I mean if I was AEW and you don't have Punk first of all I think if they don't have Punk it's a disaster because I to me I think he's the draw for Saturday nights but if you don't have him do you really still want to run the United Centre in in a month yeah I mean, I mean that, that's, that's the problem, right? Like the fact yeah. that it's kind of looked all the bases are loaded for CM Punk, yeah. right? And every rumor, which kind of worked in their favor for the original Rampage debut, uh, you know, it's all leading that way. So if you don't have him, then bit of a bit of a damp squib. And I do, th- I do. Th- I mean, look, I'm not defending CM Punk. I know it always seems like I- it's not that I'm always defending CM Punk. It's just I feel like <clears throat> in the media, for the most part, there is basically a one sided story that's out there. And I feel like there's always two sides to a story, right? So I always oh, think to be aware of that. And in this scenario, from what we know so far, I don't really think that this CM Punk particular issue can be blamed on Punk. But you can blame the brawl, the the the, the all out press conference. The press conference, undeniably, you can 100 yeah. percent say he had a part to to blame in the physical altercation. Although none of us know how it was started, what happened during it. We just know. Some of the stuff that Punk did, we don't know what the other side did. But I think with this, it's like if, if Punk had been made aware, that if A-Steel had been rehired months ago and he was told you're going to come back to TV when Punk comes back and that was the plan and everything's going and then at the last minute right before it's announced, it's like, oh no, Steel's not actually allowed to come to TV. That That's it. That's the goalpost being changed. That's not Punk changing the goalposts. So if you're already feeling a bit like, you want to make sure that you've got a kind of safety net or something and you're being told you've got it and then it's been taken away from you. God. Then yeah. you know, I think I think I think a lot of people would probably I'm not not saying that Punk's saying I'm done, but you would at least want to go, we need to have some conversations before you put my name out on this and before we say this is what's happening going forward. So I think that I mean I would not want to be Tony Khan right now. <laughs> it's basically the gist of what I'm saying. Because that guy has just got an unenviable task, really. I mean, the whole thing seems difficult anyway, right? Like, would they be doing this brand split, A, at all, B, this way, without Brawl Out? Uh, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a question. I mean, they're off to the, huh? the other thing, though, is that if, so say, say Punk wasn't involved, so he wasn't coming back, right? And they decided to do a brand split. Or, or they decided not to do a brand split, sorry. The AEW wrestlers are not going to wrestle Wednesdays and Saturdays because then they'd have to leave home on a Tuesday, 
There'd be no we, point in going home on a Thursday. The schedule that you thought, oh, I don't need WWE for, you know, like I can leave and have a different life. All of a sudden, a worse schedule. Not so much, yeah. No, is, is that is, you know, because if you work for WWE and you do like the, the weekend loop, right? Which is like, say you leave on a Thursday, you're back on a, um, when are you leaving a Friday, you're back on a, uh, on a Tuesday? This one would now be you leave on a Tuesday, you're back on a Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I just don't think. I think without Punk, they're going to be a real trouble spot because I think a lot of the people they've announced, while they're good acts, I just don't think they're like. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you you've got two kids, you've got a full time job. You know, would you be. How much of a difference would it make to you? of making collision as thing that you have to check out with punk being on it versus not. Well, I mean, already, uh, for rampage, my interest dissipated pretty quickly in that. Right. Like that, that started off as a pretty good, like, you know, hour of digestible wrestling. And already I kind of think I can miss it. Like I don't, I don't miss dynamite. Even if I don't catch it, like the very next day or whatever, at some point in the week, I will catch dynamite. But Rampage, I can't remember the last time unless I actually had nothing else to watch or I had spare time, which I never do. Um, did I think, well, I need to catch Rampage. And I think Collision is very similar. Like one of the attractions of Dynamite, I guess, is that they do have such a big roster and you don't get all the stuff, you know, you don't get all of the same stuff, right? Which, you know, WWE have cleaned their act, their act up on that. But a year or two ago, that was absolutely terrible part of WWE, wasn't it? That you would just see the same stuff week after week. Same feuds, same rematches. Yeah, don't ever get that in AEW. I mean, Uh, as an example, for years, like I would say, from about two thousand and two thousand twelve to maybe twenty sixteen, I I never watched SmackDown. Never. Like I mean, I I think a lot of people fell away until the brand split. Yeah. So the brand split does give you a a reason to watch it. I mean, Rampage is just. There's no need for me to ever watch it. Nothing no. ever happens on it for me to to sort of, uh, you know, because we're not in the days of like being starved for wrestling. So you're watching Saturday morning superstars and watching squash matches. Like we are well past that. Like there's there's too much wrestling. It's like I've still not watched The Wire, Alex. I've still not watched The Wire <laughs> because I mean. Uh... There's so much wrestling to watch. I also watch RuPaul's Drag Race, which has fucking twelve franchise versions. <laughs> like, you know, so you say you watch half of them, and then you watch. I mean, it's like Impact. I mean, it's never going to happen. I can't. You know, I mean, I've got a pal who works there who, who does very well. I check out his stuff. But apart from that, I don't yeah. have the time to to dedicate to any more wrestling. So for me, with Collision, um, I just think it's a very tough order. And then the other thing which people aren't really talking about is what if the TV deal is not fully signed yet? Yeah. Well, are, they, are, are they, are they going to go look, we'll still do the TV deal, but we're, we're probably going to have to knock, you know, a hundred yeah. million off. Cause we, you not, know, it's not a billion over five all of a sudden. Yeah. Maybe it's 800 million and then you're losing 200 million. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, there must be reasons you'd move mountains to make this work again, but I, uh, for me, I would have always thought it would be to have Punk and Omega or, you know, the Elite and FTR Punk or whatever, right? Like, whatever iteration, there's money in that matchup. But it seems like they're moving mountains to bring everyone back, but then to keep them apart? I mean, there might be a time down the road where you can get it together or something, but 
probably striking while the iron's hot would have been the idea, you know, like bringing them back and having them feud, I, I would have thought is where the money's at. But here we are. We're kind of stuck in this place where will he, won't he with CM Punk? Does it add to the allure of his return? <laughs> I mean, who knows? I, I don't know. If It seems like they were going to announce it today rather than do the is he, isn't he, that they did with Rampage that I thought was so successful. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, the brand split can, I mean, I, I look at someone like Miro and Andrade, people that I really liked to watch in their WWE days and hoped for them to do well in AEW. And it kind of gets me excited that they might have a, a, a separate show to showcase themselves on. That's kind of cool. Um, but again, are, are you asking me if I'm going to go out of my way to watch it? Um, it's a hard sell, I guess, but it's certainly more attractive with CM Punk. That much I can say. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I, yeah, I just wonder without Punk how long people are going to stick with it. You know, is it going to be Rampage 2? Yeah, well, that, that that's the concern, right? And that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier, that that initial excitement that I had for it just dissipated very quickly. Um, but, you know, alas. Uh, alas. We sh- I, I, sh- I do want to mention that I did see on Dynamite in just small, you know, in-ring news, um, I thought Hangman coming back to save the brothers, uh, to save his his elite pals. I thought that was good TV, brother. Good I got, I got, TV. I, when he turned, when, now I'm not a huge elite person, right? That's just not my style of wrestling. That I enjoy, but when yeah. Paige came came down, the you know they cleared house, and then Paige said, you know, we're the heart and soul. We are the deposit said the elite. I had goosebumps. Yeah. When he said we are the elite, so it, it worked. And yeah, I mean, they've worked a treat. They've even a, got you. It's a contrast because let me just say for thirty seconds because I have to get this out because it's just annoying me. Please. I mean that four pillars match. Fuck me. <laughs> I mean you've got Sammy Guevara who cuts the indie wrestling show one hundred and one promo when he's in the main event of a pay per view. It's just not good enough. Darby's yeah. good. It should be a Darby one-on-one match. And then Jack Perry gets beat up by Rush for 10 minutes and then rolls him up and holds the tights for the pin. <laughs> and that's the build to to this pay-per-view main event where, where if, if I sat my mum down and showed her 10 minutes of dynamite, I was like, Mom, Jink, MGF's losing 10 minutes. She's like, not a chance, son. Not a chance. <laughs> Your mum patronises you. Fuck. Come on, Kenny. Wake <laughs> up. Smell the coffee. Don't kayfabe me. Um, you know, 
so yeah, just I, I think that. So I think the Anarchy in the Arena has to be the main event. Is my point because oh, absolutely. The, I mean, is there, I don't think there's much hotter than. I mean, I, I'm a sucker for uh, stable warfare anyway, but yeah. uh, you know, I don't think there's anything better than B, the BC. I've got to be very careful not to say BBC. BC. <laughs> Uh, versus the elite, like yeah, man, that's got all the star power, all the action. That that's that's where it's at for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. But you know, wh- wh- when is it? Is it this weekend? Double or nothing. It's next weekend. Ever- everything's next weekend. It's the Night of Champions. It's NXT Battleground, and it's double or nothing. Christ Almighty! Jiminy uh... <laughs> crickets. Yeah, <laughs> jeepers. <laughs> uh, you know, well, I mean, still, uh, yeah, I guess there's another week of TV for them to to hook us in. But I'm, I'm with you that the four pillars. While the the notion on paper I thought was was kind of cool, um, I, I mean, anyone beating MJF for that title, I I, I would not. Well, also, I, do you, I, do you, is it a case of by having you know, Dar- I think Darby could be a good contender. I, I I still think that could then lead to Sting and MJF and what cool stuff you do there. But the other two, it's like them being in there. I think actually takes MJF down a peg. Mm. I don't think it feels as big. You know, it's like it's. It's like with Roman as champion, Roman's only in there with people who make him look really good. Yeah. You know, Roman's Roman's not in there with Akira Tozawa. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay. he's not... Not that I'm saying Sammy and Jungle Boy or Akira Tozawa, but, like, he's only in there with the people who you know it's going to work. Like, well, especially at this time of his reign, right? Like, we, we've just had a, a killer reign of, you know, like, a murderer's row of, you know, Lesnar, Cena's, and, and all. I know Logan Paul's kind of snuck his way in there, but it was different and fresh enough to kind of get away with it. And I think because it was in Saudi as well. Um, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. There's a certain tier of people that Roman Reigns works with at this stage. And I think when you look at, you know, take take the Blackpool Combat Club and Elite out of the picture, because obviously there's a lot of main eventers within that eight-man. Mm. Um, who else do you put MJF with in this spot? I think the Four Pillars is just kind of a fresh narrative that get some JF a win to the next pay-per-view. That's the way I look at it, really. I don't think there's any danger of anyone taking it off him. Whereas Hangman Page, at the beginning of his reign, they went, right, fucking hell, let's go. Brian Danielson, right? Yeah. Like, you think, all right, you know, straight into it and trying to legitimize him. I think MJF, they're just kind of going, well, we've got this going on and he's going to have to wait. Yeah, no, yeah. Is there going to be two world champions in this brand split? That's another question I've got. I don't think so. I think it'll, I think it'll be one. I think it'll be MJF and it'll be over both, which is... is... How long, the, how long the, until Punk crosses paths with him again? Is my question. Yeah, I mean that would be great. I, I'd, be, I'd be way up for that. I did. Mm-hmm. I actually had a question for you because I was thinking about this because we were oh. going to be podcasting. What do you make of Roman's return on Friday and the swerve into him and Solo going for the titles? Because I did not see that coming. I, I I loved it for that very reason that I didn't see it coming. Um, gotta say. Marking your 1,000th day as champion and just the way that's fell to not have a title match is peculiar, maybe. But um, I guess if you are trying to crown a World Heavyweight Champion on the same show, kind of makes sense to push Roman in a different direction. And plus, I, I just like it that it's fresh and anything with Sammy and Roman in it is really good to me from a narrative perspective. Uh, it furthers the Uso story where, you know, I'm starting to think at some point, are we getting a face turn from the Usos? Is is there a split on the horizon from the bloodline? We saw that story today, didn't we? But, um, or there was the report today from WA, WKRD Wrestling or something that 
one of the ideas floated for Money in the Bank that Roman's now on. Um, thank you, Tony Khan, for booking Wembley. Appreciate exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the ideas is the Usos against Roman and Solo on that show. I mean, listen, that would go crazy, wouldn't it? Let's be honest. That would. Well, can you, can, can you, say they were to do, say Roman was to defend the belt at Money in the Bank. It's like, even if you revisit Sammy, who's on the show today, um, I don't think it's going to be as hot as it was in February in Montreal. Because I think in February, there was the whole thing of like, are they, will they maybe put the belt on him? Whereas now you're like, they definitely will not. They definitely won't. I mean, not only was Sammy what helped, but it was Montreal as well. And you did yeah. think to yourself, maybe. And then like, there were some people obviously still trying to convince themselves, not myself included, that the Rock <laughs> might turn up, right? So you think, okay, that's a way to get us to Roman and the Rock. And then you've got whatever with the title. Yeah. Um, you know, doing doing gymnastics basically to to make it sound reasonable, but um, yeah, now that that moment has sadly passed, and I do hate to say that because I'm a obviously a huge Sami Zayn fan, but um, they had the streak. Uh, I do hope there's a world title for him at some point, but oh man, I, I don't think the story's about him anymore. And as enjoyable as this tag title run is going to be, I think that the moment of like Sami being the one to bring Roman down. Per se, not, I, I think we've moved on. To be honest, Kenny. Yes, maybe maybe Usos and Roman and Solo is a better way to go for now to give us something fresher because it kind of takes you out of that. You know, if it's Roman versus somebody for the belt, you've only got one way to get out of it, which is Roman winning. <laughs> yeah. Whereas with the Usos against Solo and Roman, there's there's dynamics that you could go. I mean, I don't know if that. Would that involve a full Usos leaving the bloodline and face turn beforehand? I mean, I assume it would, because yeah, yeah. you can't exactly imagine them in Money in the Bank, all the bloodline just wrestling each other as heels. Yeah, no, it won't. They'll, they'll you know, I, I assume Sammy's going to kind of win them over somehow. Yeah, that's, kind of, that's been the narrative. Like Sammy's saying, saying, there's a way out for you, and you know. I also saw something today, which I'm not going to say who it's wrong because I, I don't actually believe it. But the person who had written it has written some stuff that has come true, um, saying that like there's maybe they put Trish Stratus in the women's money in the bank. Wow. Okay. Which I think could be pretty cool. I wouldn't mind seeing another run for Trish. I'm not going to lie. I'd like yeah. to see it. I mean, yeah. I am huge. Teenage me was obsessed with Trish Stratus. I think. That's... What was it about her that you liked? Huh? What was it about her that you liked? Uh, I mean, she was just a fantastic mat-based grappler, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but I, she is still, like, still to this day, she's like my, you know, I, I don't like using the word crush, but she still is. Um, but professionally, you can't say these things, Kelly, so we'll keep it to the teenage. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'd like to, I do think that that offers a fresh kind of dynamic to the title picture. And, uh, Bianca Belair is... Getting precariously close to that stale stage where this is for me anyway, I could be wrong, but who's gonna beat her? Right? What what matches around the corner that people want? And if it is Rhea Ripley at 40, which I presume it is, they've kind of teased and would make you know, would make a great deal of sense. She could lose it before then for a month or two to Trish, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she could. I think she could. Let's have a, you know, she doesn't need, I don't, I, I'm actually one of these people. I don't know where you land on this, Kenny. I truly don't give a fuck how long the title reign is. Really don't care. Like, you know, there's a lot of people that say, oh, you know, he needs a long run to establish himself. And there's some credence to that. But 
I really, really don't care for long, long title runs generally, right? Like Roman's having like a career definer right now. That's fine. We've come yeah. this far. Let's go. But generally speaking, I loved it in the invasion era where there was just title changes every week. And there was about <laughs> 17 titles. I did not care. I, I like a bit of, I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Um, I don't know where you land on that, but I, I think I'm kind of in the middle with it. I the story like supersedes the reign for me, right? So Bianca yeah. could lose it if it's interesting, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I'm kind of in the, in the middle. I think, like, I'm, I think, I think a long reign is really good if it's interesting. Yes, but I don't think the Bianca reign is very interesting. Is the problem? So then it becomes this thing of like, you know, is she really benefiting from just kind of holding the title? And it's like, you know, now we're at a point now that it's like, oh, Asuka would have been quite a cool person to win it. Oh, Io would have been quite a cool person to win it, and. I don't think she's quite the Roman where, like, I mean, if Roman was anybody else, people would be like, oh, fuck this guy. Like, yeah. he's still got the belt. But, like, people are like, okay, if he needs to keep it, he needs to keep it. Like, people are more accepting because the run's been so good. So, yeah, um, yeah I think all, and, and I think that's the thing. If you can have an epic run, have an epic run. But if it's just kind of to say they're making history. Well, yeah. That means, you know, I mean, for everything I just said, I thought EO, Sky, and Bianca was fucking excellent. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, at backlash, but um, and I do love EO as well. But again, like just story wise, I don't think Bianca's had anything half as interesting as the Becky story, and that's kind of where the problem is. Yeah, um, sure. but you know, there it is. I guess they have to find momentum once again. Let's uh dive into a few bits of news before we get on to Sammy. Uh, we did see this week that Bob Orton, father of Randy Orton, has suggested that doctors have told Randy maybe he should have wrestled his last match. Uh, it could be it for Randy. Obviously had back surgery in November for a lingering problem. Uh, was not a part of the draft, which is worth remembering. Um, but, you know, which is also kind of a, a crucial part is Randy Orton has been on our TVs pretty much the whole time in the you know top of the card for like 20 years. Right? Like mm-hmm. he went down last year, 2022, made his debut in 2002. He's pretty much... Been there, been a constant. He kind of found like another, um, you know, like another second breath, if you like, like in last year and Riddle and that storyline. And he was super over. Would be really sad if he didn't get to go out his way, I think, Kenny. But, you know, he's got his fill for sure. Yeah, I think I think if he came back, it'd, it'd be good for him to come back to to and do kind of like I think I think the thing with Orton is he doesn't really need and probably shouldn't be a proper regular character anymore. Yeah, because if he's got back issues and stuff, I think that you know there's it, it, it's it's kind of like in some ways it's like the Punk thing when Punk was in before and he was like wrestling Lee Moriarty for fifteen minutes on Rampage. I'm like, who cares? Like. <laughs> Can we just like have him do big matches and promos and then keep him around for an extra couple of years? And that's kind of with Orton. It's like don't waste him. You know, he's he's done all the loops and the house shows and the tours and all that. Like if he's if he's banged up, then just be selective. Have him do a handful of matches a year. I mean, give him the Charlotte Flair schedule. She yeah, well, yeah. She has a break every now. She's loving a break lately. Um, <laughs> Kenny, the second he retires, can you get can you get Randy? Can you make the offer? Listen, I would love to. He, if he ever has a podcast or does, you know, oh my, I, I think he's fascinating when he, when he actually does do interviews. He's one of the most interesting because he's got, he's got like a no filter. He doesn't care. That's uh, why they don't. That's why they don't put him in for interviews. He, I know, but he, he talks at length and he's so interesting. Like, 
his insight. Oh man, like, he oh, did it's... like a he did a, a a conference call that we were all on during COVID. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I do remember because I asked him a question, and do you know how long he spent answering it? I, I've got it timed. How long? Nine minutes and twelve seconds for oh, a God. conference call question. Well, to be to be fair, some of the more international questions tend to not need that much time. <laughs> I know exactly what you're trying to say. <laughs> I still don't, you know, can I just, it's, a, it's a tangent, but I've said all I really have to say about Randy Orton. I remember during COVID, there was another conference call and you know, I, I get look, I get it. When, you know, WWE got to invite the big, the big, big names, international press, you know, you, you invite them on these calls, but sometimes their questions make you want to just hit your head against the wall. Yeah. And one of the days, which was more awkward than anything else, I don't know if you were on it, Dolph Ziggler? I was on it. I know exactly what you're about to say. And there was a man from Italy, I think, who said, um, oh, you know, uh, Nikki Bella will be wrestling. Will you be in her corner? And it, it just went silent and Dolph went, why would I be in her corner? And it's because they were in a relationship. Yes, the context of that is ten years ago. John Cena, Dolph Ziggler, and Nikki were. Yes, and the silence before he said, "Why would I be in her corner?" was so uncomfortable. Oh, and and then eventually the guy, the guys didn't know what to do. It's like, what would you expect? I I just don't understand. And then there's other people who will say, "Wasn't wasn't the match he was talking about as well? Wasn't it Cena and Bella versus Miz and Maurice?" Was it not? No, 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 no. This, no, this guy was asking if Nikki Bella was going to be on, like, she, was she not going to be on the tour or something? Oh, I, I thought it was something to do with Cena. And it just made it even more kind of outrageous. It must have been, must have been pre-COVID. Mm. And she was, she, well, it was definitely something about would he be ringside for her, for sure. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But then, you know, then there's other questions where somebody will say, um, what's your message to your fans and ex? Are you looking forward to coming back to you know, yeah, right, know. Right, okay, I'll give you an example. Right? Ask me. Belarus. Pretend pretend that you're a journalist and you're from Glasgow and just say, Kenny, are you looking forward to coming to come, come back to Glasgow? Hey, Kenny. Uh, <laughs> it's me from Glasgow. Uh, are you looking forward to coming back to town? I mean, that's first of all, that's offensive. But second of all, what do you... What, what <laughs> My grand's is, from Berwick. Can I get away with uh, it? I don't know. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, but, I mean... Obviously, they always say, yeah, look forward to it. What do you expect them to say? No, I came to Glasgow once and it was shite. I, I shagged this bird and she was rubbish. And terrible then, crowd, and then, terrible and then, house. And then I get the clap. And then I couldn't work for two days. And the, the food shit. Like, what do you expect them to say? Uh, yeah, hate anyway. the flight. It's all shit, to be honest. You yeah. know, a transit. I need to spend 13 hours on a plane to look at the fucking hydro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that's a little window into conference calls from Randy Orton's retirement. Sometimes maybe we pick the curtain back a bit too far. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I'm sure they love that on this show. Uh, to be fair, I, I mean, I hope Randy's not done. I hope, I hope there's you know a couple left for him, even if there is. Yeah. I, like, so. I think as Kenny got it right, to be honest, that there's a uh, a little a little part time spot people would pop for the RKO when he decide to bring it out. Um, could be good, but yeah, I hope for the best for. Uh, for poor Randy. Um, there was another bit of news. I've totally forgotten what it is, Kenny. I got so wrapped You're up. You're such in a it. pro. I know. But I was so wrapped up in this conference call. Oh, Seth Rollins is a movie star. There it is. Um, he's going to be in the new Captain America, Kenny. What What a big move for the man. Yeah. Look, look at, this, at this kind of stage of your career, these are the kind of moves you make. 
right? You can't do this forever. You know, you see other people doing it. You need to try and see if it's something you want to do. Test the waters. Do it. Do a wee kind of a small roll. See how you enjoy it. So good for Seth. Yeah, like like Triple H Blade Three. Look it up, guys. <laughs> yeah, look, yes. Look Triple it up. H Blade Three. Um, yeah, it, it's worth it's worth mentioning with uh, Seth, and I know that. Nick Khan has said this about uh, Roman Reigns and his Hollywood aspirations. But, of course, Nick Khan is kind of like a super agent, right? So I wonder if he is helping open the door for some of these uh, Hollywood moves. And But either way, you know, getting involved in a franchise like that for Seth Rollins, excellent, excellent stuff. Congratulations to him. Look forward to seeing what he's like on the big screen. Um, you know, of course, Becky has had a few roles herself, where she's um, more TV based, but still. Did you enjoy her Cindy Lauper? I did actually. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a young rock binger, is what I am, and uh, yeah, I I was a big fan of of Becky in that role. Not such a big fan of Becky and Seth and their WrestleMania advert. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Didn't think. I mean, was... the, the sad thing is that was one, that was probably the best one. You really? Do you think it's better than the Bloodline one? I like the Bloodline one. Oh, the, 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 the Bloodline one should have come first. They left yeah. the Bloodline one too late. Yeah, um, got, I, did, I did think Bianca and uh, Montez were pretty funny um, in their Titanic one. But, yeah. So, I mean, I think because... So what like, you're trying to say out of all of this is that the balling brutes getting, you know, bridge getting waxed is really what you have a problem with. <laughs> I, I just have a problem with waxing in general. Go au natural. Women everywhere. Don't conform to the stereotypes of society. I'd love, you know, as a gay man, right? I would love if all women went, you know what? See for our prospective male partners. We're going to go au natural for a month so they can thank gods for shaving (laughs) and waxing. I mean, I I, I don't care that much. Armpits. You say that now. You say that now. Yeah. Women, you you don't have any idea what women have to go through. To oh no! I've, I've, listen, I'd hate. I'd, I would no, listen. It, I can get up every day. I whack a bit of shit in my hair and I comb it over, Kenny, and then I'm good to go. Right? <laughs> I am not straightening my shit. You know all of the stuff they have to go through. No, 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 no. I I know how lucky I am. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> anyway, that, that's a massive. T- so many, so many fucking sidebars today. Uh, but nonetheless, we do have Sami Zayn yet to come on here. And we're going to finish with the Canadian on the show. Uh, it's, it's really interesting actually getting into that bloodline stuff, Kenny. And if people like what they hear or they want to see it instead, they can do on Inside the Ropes YouTube channel. So make sure you go and check that out. And we're going to have some AJ Styles coming up on there as well. So all the stars, you know where to find them, Inside the Ropes YouTube channel. Uh, So without further ado, Kenny, uh, I look forward to speaking to you next week, my friend. But let's leave the fine listeners of Break It Down with Sami Zayn. I was at WrestleMania this year and last year, and you greatly entertained me at both. Let's uh, let's talk about main event night one this year, because that fulfills so many goals, man, like rolled into one. You knew where it was going to culminate. The story had been, you know, the apex in WWE. A lot of people have called it one of the greatest storylines of the last, like, decade, at least. Headlining a WrestleMania, winning... Right, winning the tag titles of Kevin Owens, which in and of itself, by the way, people have talked about forever. Right, uh, talk to me about how that moment came together for you because I know you were struggling to kind of articulate it after Montreal, but now that you've had time to digest and you're in the tag title run, 
Talk to me about night one. Um, well, I mean, it's just a very something I'm very proud of for sure. And there's a lot of reasons to be proud. And I think you touched on part of it, which is just the story is what got us there. Because uh, you've never actually seen a tag team title match main event WrestleMania. It's unheard of. There's only ever been one tag team match headline WrestleMania, and it was WrestleMania 1. And then, uh, you know, tag, the tag team titles have always sort of been in the background. And that's a testament to the Usos and the bloodline and the whole story, how they've elevated those titles. But the fact that we told the story so good that it took something highly unlikely that would ever be in that position and put it in that position is something I'm extremely proud of. Almost more so than if I had wrote, risen as a uh, as a solo competitor and, say, won the Royal Rumble and gone on to headline mania. That's I mean, that would be unbelievable. And I'm not, trust me, I'm not pooing that. That would be great. <laughs> a lot of people have won the Royal Rumble and gone on to headline WrestleMania. This is something different. This was like, it created something that didn't really exist before. Yeah. You know, it, it opened a spot that, that didn't exist before. The Royal Rumble to WrestleMania main event pipeline, it's been there forever. But this is just like a story that was so well told and so well executed and uh, that had fans so invested that it kind of willed, willed, it into, willed itself into existence. Yeah. So I'm very proud, for sure. Uh, I mean, when did you know you were going to be main eventing? Because obviously that's a life or two, presumably. So, um, cautious here to not pull back the curtain too much, but <laughs> I, I had caught wind that that was going to be the plan a few weeks out. But for whatever reason, there was still this sort of, uh, as does exist in WWE, um, you know, the, that card subject to change mentality. Oh, yeah. Which was really unsettling because... Cause it's like, let's just commit to this, shall we? You know? Um, so it, it kind of, it was penciled in as far as I know. And again, I could be wrong because I'm not behind the scenes in all those meetings. But as far as I know, it penciled in for a while. Again, just because the story had so much investment behind it and so much time sunk into it. And it was simply the best story going into, you know, uh, into the event. But there was a little bit of that, well, we don't know what could change and this and that. So, I mean, if I had one thing to do over, it's I wish that we could have promoted it as the night one main event for uh, a few weeks going into it because it genuinely was historic. Yeah. It genuinely was the first, you know, we love to say first this and uh, the biggest that in WWE because we're promoters, you know, we promote, we promote these fights. And so, we had a legitimate first time ever and a legitimate, a legitimate, the biggest, you know, blank ever, the biggest tag yeah. team title ever. by virtue of it headlining WrestleMania, it becomes the biggest tag team championship match of all time. And to me, um, we had that in our corner and it was kind of a wasted opportunity that we didn't promote to it. But I do understand there's some behind the scenes stuff that, you know, maybe, uh, again, some stuff I'm maybe not even aware of that caused us to not lean into it as, as much. But if I could go back and do it again, I, I wish, I wish we could have leaned into that promotion a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, again, we keep talking about the story. Now the, the, you know, the, the turn per se and the Royal Rumble was like 
a movie, right? And then that gets us to Montreal. That was so amazing and red hot. Was there not a point in your mind either? Obviously, where we got to in the tag team was amazing. But, like, is there not a point in your mind where you thought, maybe me and Roman, you know, WrestleMania, we can only fantasy book at this point. And, of course, Cody's operating in the background and the stories were kind of concurrent. Um, but I just wonder, man, like, even in your own brain, did you think, oh, maybe we, we might? Or is there any chatter? Like, because I was certainly thinking, hey... Uh, I started feeling it, honestly, uh, even even before the Royal Rumble, I would start to feel it almost maybe around Survivor Series time because I kind of knew, I had a general idea of where things typically go. <laughs> I mean, if you yeah. ever watch pro wrestling, you kind of know the arc, right? So um, it, it, did, it did definitely strike it did strike me that this is something that was so hot that it could have gone all the way. There's, there's no question. And I still think in a, uh, in an alternate reality, it could have gone all the way. Um, but it just didn't, you know, it happened to coincide with the time when Cody came back from an injury and he did very, very well in his own right and was red hot. So it wasn't, you know, I was getting asked a lot around that time. Do you think with Cody coming back, but you being the clear, favorite from a storyline perspective that might hint this or that. And I said, not really um, because Cody has his own kind of steam going. So if it were a case, like if you had rewound uh, to the Daniel Bryan miracle run of WrestleMania 30 and Batista um, and that whole kind of situation, that was a bit different because the fans rejected Batista because they used the whole thing different, but the fans love. So, I knew there wouldn't be a backlash like that. I think it was just a timing issue and all that. And uh, to everybody's credit involved, the story really played out very well leading into wrestling. But I'd love to see Cody, uh, you know, be able to put the bow on the whole thing. But, you know, things carry over now. So every time, that's the thing about WWE. It's it's this, um, you got to be careful sometimes to put this, uh, when you say finish the story and that kind of thing, which is what we were leaning to going into WrestleMania, is that the story does not, you think it's over and it's just kind of never over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those goalposts move all the time. But yeah, to answer your question in short, for sure, I think if we had done things a little differently and if Cody wasn't ready to return at the right time, like for sure, I think we could have gone all the way with Roman and myself just because the, uh, the, the level of investment from the audience at that time was through the roof. Yeah, it really was. Um, and, and then the other thing as well is like with the Bloodline story, there was kind of the change with Vince McMahon and Triple H during it, right? He'd already got off to the races with Vince. And I know that, you know, Paul and Paul Heyman and Roman they probably have their fingerprints all over it anyway. But like, did that change much for you? Like Triple H kind of taking the reins? Obviously, you worked together closely in NXT before, so I assume it was a good thing for you. Certainly looked like it ended up a good thing for you, but... In terms of where you were going to where it ended up going, did that make much of a difference? Uh I I think so. I think so. Um only because well, I guess for a couple of reasons, but it's hard to really pinpoint it's hard to say in retrospect, like what if? Because yeah. you kind of just know what did happen. Um but I think when you see, when you look back on the trajectory, and I said this in a different interview, 
uh, with Ariel Helwani and at BT Sports, the thing that I did notice is for me, a crucial component to the story was getting on screen with Roman and the curveball here being that you expect Roman to not like me, but the curveball yeah. is that that was the most important component early on in the story. And for whatever reason, that part just wasn't happening right away. If you go back and watch the entire timeline, it took a couple of months to get there, which in retrospect actually built the whole thing. Yeah. Quite. So whether that would have, that same moment would have happened where I finally do get in the locker room with Roman and we hit it off and all that kind of thing, whether that would have happened while Vince was in charge or not, I don't know. I just know it didn't happen while Vince was in charge and then Hunter ended up taking over and about a month or so later, that's where we ended up. So, you know, whether it's coincidental, whether it's not, whether the trajectory would have been the same or not, I don't think it would have gone exactly the same any way you cut it because those are two different people with two very different visions. And, you know, uh, a lot of these great stories you talk about in the past, Vince was in charge under... Uh, those great stories. So it's not to say these compelling stories could not have operated under him. It just probably would have had a different flavor, but what that is, I, I guess we'll never know. Yeah. Uh, again, just to kind of tie a bow on the bloodline talk, you know, a little couple of questions left. One being, you look like he was having so much fun in the ring. I mean, everyone obviously enjoyed the, the laughter or hidden laughter. Um, you know, so that I guess there was an element of freedom, and fluidity that you guys were having in those segments. Can you speak a little bit to just working with the bloodline so closely? Because right? Paul Heyman as well, I'm assuming you would have gotten a, a lot of wisdom from him perhaps during that period of time. You know, just it was such an important stretch of your career now that people are always going to remember. Yeah, I hope so. Um, we have so much recency bias that I kind of, I hope it sticks around in people's minds, you know, a, a few years down the road. Definitely when we were doing it, I felt like this is something special, you know, and everybody involved, not just myself, and I'm talking both sides of the camera, everybody knew top to bottom, oh, we're in the middle of something special, which is cool. You don't get to, you know, you don't get to feel that all the time sometimes when you're in it. Sometimes it's only in hindsight. You touched on this earlier, but uh, Elimination Chamber in Montreal, that was just a strange night because it was so among me that it was almost hard to digest it the night of. But yeah. when I look back, how a few months removed, I'm like, man, what a special match that was and what a special time that was and what a special audience that was. And, you know, because the, the everything just keeps moving, sometimes, I don't know, these memories are kind of lost and you're kind of just remembering what the, the next thing is. So I hope it kind of stands the test of time and I think it will, but, uh, you know, it's very nice to hear people talking about it in that respect. Um yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry. What was the question? Even I kind of got off track there. No, nah, no. Nah. It was more just like you know your what you learned or took from being with the bloodline and how much fun you had, and you know Heyman obviously being someone to bounce off on, and you know yeah. all that. No, it was a hundred percent to spe like I. I don't know. It's hard to say because every time, sometimes I do these things, I'm like, well, that was it. That's I don't think I'll do anything better than that. Um, but I've been pretty lucky in my career because I had 20 years. 21 years before I did the bloodline story. And for as many great things that it had done before, I still got to do something even greater with the bloodline story. So, um, you know, uh, 
I don't know if that's the only thing I'll be remembered for. I really don't know what I'll be remembered for. And it's kind of out of my hands anyways, to be honest with you. But uh, if it is something that is remembered fondly in the years to come, that's that's more than I think. Uh, man, what more could you ask for? That's wonderful. And it was, it was a blast. And people, just even when you're talking about sometimes the hidden laughter or the clear chemistry between the performers on screen and all that, it was just kind of like a weird lightning in a bottle, perfect stars aligning for all these variables to, to create this thing. Uh, and just so many things went into creating something that just felt a bit special. So it, it would be very hard to recreate, but I'm, it's done more or less, and I'm glad I got to do it. And there's not much more to say than that, other than uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it and remembers it fondly. Indeed, indeed. Uh just a, a one name answer. Who's who's the hardest to break in the, the in the bloodline? Who held their laughter the best? Uh tough to say. Maybe uh I don't know, maybe Roman? Uh, yeah, but, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I did want to finish on uh you know, I saw you tweeting about Koto Ibushi today. Uh, which was was pretty cool. Uh, have you got a small short list of names of guys you'd love to work before you finish? Well, there's definitely guys I'd like to work again. Yeah. Uh, there's a handful of people. And this has been a thing of mine uh, kind of my entire career. Uh, I, I tend to get really wrapped up in whatever bubble I'm in. So, you know, when I first started on The Independence, I was watching The Independence. And I kind of got away from WWE and I became much more uh fixated on the wrestling that was directly surrounding me or mostly adjacent to me so even now that that's kind of followed my whole career and now in wwe so it's inverse is true where i'm not watching as many independents and i don't watch as much japanese and i don't watch even as much aew i catch pieces of, of things all along the way but I, I you know i my ear isn't quite to the ground as it once was uh, because I was in it, so it's different now. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of guys that are just great that I've worked over the years that I would love to mix it up with again. And, you know, they're friends of mine, and Ibushi is definitely on that list. He was one of my all-time favorite uh, opponents, you know, maybe even top five. Just a guy I really loved being in the ring with, and great chemistry there. Um, and, of course, there's a handful of people that I've kind of seen pieces with where I think to myself, oh, I could have a great match with that person or whatever. But, uh, yeah, mainly, I don't know if it's just uh, that or if it's fondness for my friends or, like, I'd like to play again. I, I don't know. It's a, a lot of things. But with Ibushi, he's just very, very talented individual. And uh, we just have a great chemistry. And, uh, you know, I know I'm probably closer to the end at the beginning in terms of my career because I've been doing it for 21 years. And I don't know if I have another 21 in me. You never know. Maybe. You never know. Right. I mean, Flair is still having a match here and there. So you really do. Oh. Uh, but um, all this to say, you know, it would be nice to play again with some of these guys.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.